Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak from TheBitcoinPodcast.com, here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And thank you for joining me for Not Another Bitcoin Podcast, starring me, your host, Ken Bozak. Alright guys, so today I got to speak with JP from Exodus Wallet. Well, actually, this happened a few days ago on my YouTube channel, which you could subscribe to for early release to these interviews. YouTube.com slash Ken Bozak. That's K-E-N-N-B-O-S-A-K. So anyway, in this interview, I got to speak with the co-founder of Exodus Wallet, JP. We covered all the ins and outs of the Exodus Wallet, starting with fees, transactions, uh, shapeshift integration, adding new altcoins, security features as far as two-factor authentication goes, and uh, uh, even adding the pin for the send feature. We got to discuss everything, and some of the things I disagree with, as well as uh, you aren't able to back up your Exodus wallet until you add funds to the wallet first, as little as a couple cents to a dollar. There is no limit, but you'll get to hear why exactly from JP, why Exodus took this route and actually makes some sense in my opinion. It kind of, kind of, you know, made me feel better about it. I still don't like the fact that Exodus doesn't force you to uh, back up your wallet, but I do now understand why they did approach it the way they did. And honestly, I think that was a smart decision. So if you're interested in why Exodus does what Exodus does, or if you're interested in using an Exodus wallet, I mean, personally, hopefully you'll use the Ken Bozak Bitcoin podcast personality skin in the settings feature, hopefully to be added soon. All right, guys. So if you listen, you'll hear JP, co-founder of Exodus wallet, go over the ins and outs of the wallet. So without any further ado, why don't we cue that intro music? You can guys can get your thirst quenched. Let me know what you think in the comments section below, and let's talk it out in the Slack. All right, guys, let's go. When in early 2011, it piqued my interest. Well, my name is Craig Grimes, and I first encountered Bitcoin when it was $3. My name is Cody Spearing. Um, I'm currently involved in Ethereum mining. What's up, though, man? What's up? How goes it, Kim Bozik? <laughs> How goes it, Trevon James? When I first saw your video, I felt so like, damn, my shit looks terrible. Like, yo, <laughs> yo this guy, this guy's great. He's going places. My name's Ryan Strauss. I'm a Bitcoin evangelist. I first like found out about Bitcoin in 2012 and pretty much becomes your entire life once you really uh, get into it there. Hello, everyone. I'm uh, Brandon Rosano. I uh, am new to Philadelphia and this East Coast side of things. I'm... Luciano. Luciano Valdez. Well, funny story about that is, uh, I think it was host number two, Demetric, that reached out to you initially, and then he was telling me about Silly Stoner Ken and how he's like passionate about Bitcoin. And I was like, man, this dude, I don't know about this guy. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm here to speak with JP Richardson, the CEO, co-founder of Exodus Wallet. Why don't you go ahead and say hi, introduce yourself, let people know how you got into Bitcoin and how that led to the creation of Exodus. Yeah. Hey, Ken, thanks for having me on here. I should start first by saying that uh, I'm not the CEO of Exodus. Uh, we actually don't have an official CEO yet. Uh, Daniel and I, my co-founder Daniel, I play that role together. Um, but look, we, I got back into Bitcoin back in, let's see, 2012, 2013. I started reading some articles on it. 
And I realized that it was the first time where I, it was like the intersection of my libertarian beliefs and my background in technology. I have uh, two engineering degrees from a local university. And I'm like, this is this is game changing. This is going to change the world. And about that time, maybe a year or so later, I met Daniel and we really, really love to kind of trade and speculate and talk about trading. And so we thought, you know, like we're on all these different, you know, trading sites, exchanges, and we hated having to register, you know, and give up all of our information. And then not only that, I mean, everybody knows the risk that you take by putting your wealth in exchanges. And so we thought, you know, we both really care about owning our money, controlling our wealth. And we're like, why don't we do something like that? And so we set out to build Exodus, which is it's a multi-asset wallet, an all-in-one app to basically trade and uh, secure and exchange cryptocurrency. And so we do that exchange via Shapeshift. And so, so far things have been working out really, really well. Yeah, it looks amazing. I actually just came across the wallet not that long ago and just started using it and almost immediately fell in love with the user interface. It's very clean. It's very user friendly, uh, very intuitive. It's not you know, too complex. Anybody new coming into this, if they've used an app for pretty much anything, you'd be able to figure out the uh, layout of this uh, wallet. But I want to ask, what is one of the toughest hurdles that you had to overcome when building a wallet application? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, security and reliability, those two are, are crazy, crazy hard to get right. And you, you can't afford to get them wrong. And uh, along with that, like plugging into all these different networks, these asset networks has been very, very difficult. And to really deliver an experience that's consistent and unified across all of the, the networks has been a, you know, a major, major challenge for us. But uh, you know, I, I think we've done a great job with that so far. And when you talk about the design, the layout, like my co-founder, Daniel, the amount of work and effort and thought that he puts into the design is just, I, I've never seen anybody do such a thing before. And it's, it's really a, a testament to the work that he's done. So it's, it's, it's going really well. Well, the hard work is definitely shown when you are using the application. Uh, I wanted to, when you were speaking about security, I wanted to wonder, or I wanted to, I was wondering, and I wanted to ask, why uh, does the Exodus wallet make you deposit funds before you can back it up? Why doesn't the uh, wallet, you know, force you to go through the process of backing it up before you send the funds? That's a great question. We get that one often, and a lot of people don't like that decision, and and. I understand why people don't like that decision. The reason is, is that we want people to have, first of all, a, a, an experience where they can just get in the wallet and start using it. A lot of wallets, there's, I get frustrated when I open it up, like especially on my phone, and it's like, you need to back up first before you even can experiment with it. And so we wanted people just to dive in and get used to it and play around with it. And then on top of that, uh, the backup, the backups themselves, they're they're encrypted metadata files that actually don't include your keys, but they're sent to our servers and they take server resources. So we figured, if if we're going to use our server resources and provide this as a as a utility for people, it's fair to ask people, I think, to deposit even a dollar. I mean, it, it, there's no restrictions on what you can deposit, but just something to say, hey, you got a little skin in the game, now you can back up. 
we're, you know, we're always constantly reevaluating these, these decisions and we're not sure that's the correct decision, but so far we feel pretty good about it. All right, to touch on security a little more, um, I had the, as soon as I made the video on the Exodus wallet, a couple comments I got on it were um, requests for a pin. So when you go to send any funds out of the Exodus wallet, uh, people would like to request a, like a four digit pin that you must enter or maybe two factor authentication with Google Authenticator. Uh, would you like to comment on that? Yeah, you bet. So the problem with Exodus, unfortunately, is that it exists on a computer that Exodus is only really as secure as the computer that it's on. And so if you're using your computer and you're you know, you're downloading, you know, you're visiting a lot of websites, maybe your people are looking at porn or whatever, going to really sketchy websites, and you you can get malware real easily. And so if your computer is not secure, Exodus is not secure. And so a pin to, a, you know, we're going to do things like adding a pin to send that sort of thing. But really, a lot of that's just more like fake, kind of makes you feel good about security, but it's not real security. Mm -hmm. Things like 2FA and hardware wallets um, are, are what we're really focused on because we want to build an experience where as if your computer is compromised, you will not lose your funds. It's uh, We've had some very painful conversations with customers where they've been hacked and they've lost a lot of money. And it's just, it's those are really hard conversations to have with people. So we want to solve that problem where if your computer's hacked, your funds are still safe. I'd like to agree with the security pin, the four digit pin thing. That's like uh, security theater, I believe they call it, where it's just like a fake security blanket. Uh, but you are working on integrating with uh, you know, hardware wallets and two-factor with Google? So the two-factor and the hardware wallets, they're both, they're, they're separate. And so the two-factor wouldn't be with, with Google. It'd be done a little bit differently um, we would probably do something more along the lines of like multi-sig or something like that to add additional layers of security um, as far as the hardware wallets go you know you recently probably saw that uh, shapeshift acquired keep key and shapeshift uh, actually uh, eric you know their ceo is an investor in exodus and so we are talking with them on you know trying to figure out if we can make the integration work there's nothing that's set in stone yet, but we are we are investigating all these things because, like I said, at the end of the day, we really just want to protect people's money. I would love to get a keep key uh, with Exodus on it. That would be awesome because, uh, in theory, I'd be able to use Shapeshift through my hardware wallet, and that that would be like the top dream uh, exchange for me. My hardware wallet would be my exchange. <laughs> right, right. You wouldn't have to do anything; just one click, one button press, and it exchanges. Absolutely. And that's what I found with the uh, Exodus wallet is the convenience, the ease of use, the um, the lack of, you know, expert understanding of everything. So many people come into this and feel like they have to spend 40 hours a week involved in Bitcoin just so they understand how to use a wallet. And the Exodus wallet's really like just user friendly. Go for it. Uh, you did just add OMG to the Exodus platform uh, for the wallet. Do you have any plans uh, to add anything else? And what actually goes into that process? Like, does NEO fit the category that OMG fit? What what might be coming down the pipeline? And what actually criteria does it have to fill to get added onto the Exodus wallet? It, it's funny that you brought up NEO because we are getting so many requests for NEO right now. It's just nonstop. And it, it's kind of interesting that uh, it's probably not surprising that these requests kind of match 
the, 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 you know, the 24 hour volumes or the, the most recent, you know, if, a, if an asset's just pumping hard or going up, people are just going crazy about requesting it. And so, yeah, Neo has been a really, really popular asset to, uh, lately. And so when we, when we investigate which assets add, I mean, some of the things are it, it we'd like it to be top 20 or potential to get into the top 20. Um, we, we really value the relationships with some of the development teams. And so like Decred and Dash have been great examples where both development teams have been really uh, supportive of our efforts and really help us out. Um, th those are some of the, the more, the, the top criteria. And then uh, ease of use in turn, or I'm sorry, ease of integration. So Ethereum tokens like OMG are really, really easy to integrate as opposed to um, an asset, uh, you know, other assets out there like IOTA, for example, IOTA is a completely different, uh, it does, they don't even have a blockchain. They have, you know, tangles and it's really, really unique and foreign uh, on how our model works. And so we look into these things, but it, it really comes down to, you know, also how easy is it to put it in the app as well? Yeah, the uh, 24 hour volume and the, the wallet addition is definitely something I've seen sync up. Uh, I believe I could even go back and say uh, Ledger had the same issue uh, with Ripple. When Ripple went from three cents to like 40 cents, they had to add it to their wallet because of the demand. And after the, the 24 hour volume slowed down, you've seen people like kind of stop talking so much about it. Uh, it might happen for Neo, but I would personally like to see it on the wallet. That would be awesome. Yeah, we and we are looking. We are looking into Neo. We are looking into Ripple. We are looking at a lot of these things. My one of my personal favorites is Monero, and I I would absolutely love to have Monero really work. Actually, we actually have Monero in uh, real rough development builds, but it doesn't work that we could you know release it to the world. So these are assets that we definitely want to get in Exodus. See, I like how you said that uh, it's it's not something that's ready yet. You're not going to just throw it out there. You got to make sure it's perfect. That's awesome. Uh, another question I have, and this is from the comments, um, <laughs> quote, what's the deal with the crazy fees and are customizable fees coming anytime soon? Oh, man, this is this. We're, we get skewered for this. I mean, the, uh, the last few days, it's been bad because Exodus. So Exodus tracks the, the network and what it does is it sets the fee so you can get a, a you know your a confirmation right away. I mean, well, within you know one confirmation, get your transaction accepted. The reason that we do that is because if you have customizable fees, you have people thinking like, okay, they don't understand what the implications of that, what the implications of that are, and so they might go out and say, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna set a low. A low priority and in some cases low priority doesn't necessarily mean that your transaction is going to get confirmed or accepted and it, it may drop out of the mempool in 24 to 48 hours and so things like that we want to design it in such a way that people don't have to think and, and i do think we can do a better job so it's it's still aggressive but yet not super aggressive that it's you know crazy expensive and uh you know we're, we're working on these sorts of things we do have ideas where recently came up with an idea where we're, we're considering building a, an Exodus uh, kind of experimental or kind of playground version where people can actually do some of these more advanced things like customizable fees and, and different ways. So 
we're always looking into this. We're always investigating, but the decisions really come down to ease of use and simplicity. And that's what really drives us. Perfect. I, I agree. You got to make sure that, you know, it's going to be easy to use and um, that that should come first, not just throwing things out there. Like I've, I, like you mentioned, uh, the low fee thing, there's another wallet out there that I used. And at first I was using the low fee option because I had options and I was screwing myself. So I can't imagine how many new users will be coming in throughout the next couple of years that would have put themselves in the same position. And that's pretty cool that Exodus doesn't let them do that to themselves. Even though some people that may be a little more tech savvy kind of would like the feature, it would put at risk too many noobs. Well, I want to say too, if you're really tech savvy, Exodus may not be the wallet for you. Um, there might be better options. And I think it's just really, really important to understand. I mean, like Electrum, for example, like Electrum allows you to do a lot of things and, and you know, like even sign, uh, you know, Bitcoin signatures and, and do sig sign things. And so um, Electrum might be an option for people like that. Well, I think uh, Exodus is for people who want to keep track of their percentage of their entire portfolio or at least a chunk of their portfolio. And uh, I, people said like, oh, why is, why is the fee so high? And I'm like, well, it doesn't cost you anything to hold. And that's what Exodus to me would be used for. I'd be using Exodus to hold and track and manage the percentages of my portfolio. Right, right. And one more thing to add to that. If the fees are you know, prohibitively high to some people, they can always just take their private keys or 12 words and, and just move it to another wallet and then perform their transactions there as well. So that would be a, another option. There you go. Perfect. There you go, guys. You always have options. Uh, speaking of options, um, what's coming first, uh, the iOS or the Android app, if any? We, everybody wants an Exodus wallet on their phone. Uh, is that in the makes or is it just something we're going to see on desktop? Yes, eventually we will have an iOS and Android app. It's that's yeah, that's inevitable. We are talking about that. We have not started development on that yet, but we're trying to figure out, you know, how we can make the the experience I mean, better than anything else out there. I mean, all the other mobile apps out there, they're some of them are really good, but the Exodus experience we is like we, we want it to be a whole nother level. And so we're putting a lot of thought on how that might work and what that would, would look like. But right now today, I mean, we, we think that a lot of people are doing their exchanges and their trades and those sorts of things on the desktop. And so we're really focused on the desktop today. That's true. Um, a lot of people are making sure they can focus on their trades. Not so many people want to do that while they're on the bus on the way to work. And if you are, God bless you and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another question I got asked a couple times, and I, I would like to give you the opportunity to talk about it, clear the air. There's a couple of you know people listening live right now. Uh, how does Exodus make money? A lot of people are you know skeptical of using the wallet because they don't understand how the wallet makes money, and that makes them think they're being used. Uh, how does Exodus make money? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the way we make money, it's actually really really simple, is uh, through Shapeshift. So Shapeshift pays us an affiliate commission for every exchange that takes place in Exodus. And it's a, it's a, a very, very, very small portion of it, but um, it's enough to allow us to build a company and scale a company. And uh, it's, been, it's been working really well so far. So yeah, Shapeshift is, is how we make our money. Okay, cool. I love Shapeshift personally. Uh, I think that's actually the skin I went with for my Exodus is the Shapeshift skin, like right yeah. off the bat. It was 
my favorite. I love Shapeshift. My uh, question though on that would be, you have Shapeshift. Now, is uh, Changely in the pipeline? Is that something you're looking at or Changely, you know, not really in the future? No, we don't have any plans to add Changely right now. I mean, it's, if Shapeshift, you know, like so since Shapeshift is an investor in us and there are, you know, there are great partners and we have a great relationship with them. And so to not be able to, it, it's great. Like right now we can call up any of the people over at Shapeshift and say, Hey, we're having a problem with this. And uh, you know, we need help getting this fixed or whatever. We can't rebuild that relationship with Changely. And, and I don't know why we would want to, given that we have that relationship with Shapeshift. So uh, we, don't, we don't have any plans to make any you know changes there. All right, cool. Uh, the only reason I asked was uh, I think Jax said something about uh, teaming up with Changely as well as Shapeshift, and I was just curious how would that work when they are they do the same thing? You know what I mean? So I'm with you. Why would you already be partnered with somebody and then go to the competition and partner with them when you have a, an established relationship? So right, good move on on that. Um, let's see. I have a question here. This one. So a lot of people were, for lack of a, of a more fun word, butthurt about the whole Bitcoin cash and how Exodus handled it. Uh, is there any you know, point Exodus will have the Bitcoin cash wallet or eventually split people's Bitcoin that they kept there? Or should they just go ahead, export their private keys, which is super easy on the Exodus wallet, recover those on something that does support it, and just go put your keys back on Exodus when you're done? So we actually built something and delivered it within, I think, three or four days that and we it's released now. So you can actually oh, cool. you can claim your Bitcoin cash and send it out of Exodus right now in the latest release. Um, this let's see. So the hard fork happened on the first. Yeah, we released on August 4th, I believe, is when we released a version where you could do a, a simple Bitcoin cash claim. It's very easy to do. You click the help menu, you go to the very bottom. It's a one, one button is all it is. And then you paste in a Bitcoin cash address and that's it. And then you have your Bitcoin cash wherever you want it to go. Now we are actually considering at some point in time, adding support for Bitcoin cash. Originally we were really against it because we were, I mean, a lot of people don't understand. They think that to add an asset, it's just really just put in an icon and put the name in and that's it. And, to really do it well, it's very difficult. And so we thought if we came out front and we're like, hey, we're not gonna support Bitcoin Cash, just, you know, we thought we could kind of help to squash the whole notion of a hard fork and anything happening there. We were way wrong on that. Just absolutely, we we couldn't be, I mean, look at the price of Bitcoin Cash right now. It's what, near $900? Yeah. We'd be, yeah. We'd be foolish not to take a look at that and to not to investigate adding support for Bitcoin Cash. We would just, as a company, would be foolish. So we are looking into that and we're considering on doing something with it. Yeah, I can't believe I missed that uh, split feature. It was, I did get, like I said, the Exodus wallet very recently and um, I handled all of my Bitcoin forking on my hardware wallet, which I tried to recommend to everybody else who may not have had a hardware wallet if they use software. Um, it may be more difficult. So I went with the hardware option and made life so much easier, except I did have an issue when I clicked on it. It looked like everything zeroed out because it wasn't super user friendly and intuitive. That, yeah, that whole thing was just such a nightmare, the fork. Uh, you know, if you don't mind, we could touch on that a little bit. Uh, recently, people are starting to call, you know, starting to hold a 
hold a pitchfork to Bitcoin saying that it, it steered away from the white paper and Bitcoin cash is the true Bitcoin because it's more closer to the white paper of Satoshi. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You think, um, you know, Bitcoin BTC will end up being the dominant Bitcoin on the blockchain or do you think Bitcoin cash may end up the dominant coin on the blockchain? Man, to be honest with you, I really, really don't care. What I want to see, I want to see the fighting stop. That's really, I want to see us as a community go back and and get to our roots of why most of us really got into this. And that's, you know, where does the real enemy lie? Who are the people that are really taking control from us? And who should we really be fighting? This back and forth between Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Core, uh, Segwit2x. I just, I don't care. I just want to go back to fighting, basically fighting the man. And uh, that's really what I care about when it, when it comes down to it. I, I would love to see unanimous consensus, but unfortunately it doesn't look like it's where that's going to happen. So it looks like we're kind of stuck with fighting for a while. So that's is what it is. Personally, I love the, the drama because it's getting more attention. It's like um, the Kardashians having a fight on the beach or something. It's going to get hits. <laughs> you know, th This is getting Bitcoin in the media. Look at CNBC. They're, they're talking about blockchain every day now. You know, that's a great point. Uh, that's, a, that's a great point. And, uh, and it's all, you're right. It's all over the place. Wall Street Journal, CNBC, CNN. Everybody is writing about Bitcoin, the forks, what's happening. And I'm getting questions from from people that don't even really understand Bitcoin, they're asking me what's happening. And so you're absolutely right about that. It's bringing attention, that's for sure. I wish people cared more about money or at least on the same level of fiat currency as they do about Bitcoin. Like when people get into cryptocurrencies, they'll spend hours researching it. But then you try to tell them about fiat and they just like, uh, what? I don't get it. I don't want to look <laughs> into that. Um, I have blinders on. Don't tell me about my money. Oh, you mean to tell me that the dollar is not backed by gold? You've got to be kidding me. I mean, yeah, that's, I understand completely. I get that stuff all the time, all the time. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's it's scary, actually, the people that uh, the first thing they say is, yeah, at least, you know, the U.S. dollar is backed by gold. And I'm just like, oh, how did you get to your 40s? How did you make it this far? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh man. Me you know how people get there though. We put do not eat labels on rat poison bottles. We screwed with Darwinism, man. I, you're right. We should have just let the labels off and then let, <laughs> yeah, let Darwin take his, take the course. Oh, uh, I have a, another question here. Definitely the most important question of the evening. Uh, what does it take for Ken Bozik to get a personality skin on the Exodus <laughs> wallet? Cause that would be so cool. Yeah, so really, here's what it takes. It, it takes uh, email or uh, sending a message to Daniel on uh, on uh, our Slack. That's it. You send a message to Daniel, and uh, he'll look over your YouTube uh, channel, and uh, if, it, if it meets the criteria for him, then uh, yeah. And, and honestly, I think really what it comes down to, it comes down to those that are making videos pretty consistently and, and building um, uh, consistent and strong user base and educating people and delivering value via content on YouTube. That's really what it comes down to. Those are the types of people that we, uh, that we like to add. And, uh, I, I would assume that your channel fits that mold. So, uh, yeah, we can look into that. That would be awesome. All right, guys, go ahead and smash the thumbs up button if you want me on the Exodus <laughs> wallet, because that would be so cool. Um, I, I think, I believe you answered this earlier, but I wanted to just catch up and get that answer again. If Exodus didn't exist, what wallet would you use and why? Uh, that's a great question. I 
uh, I really like Bread Wallet, actually. I, I love, I, I actually, for the mobile phone, I really love Bread Wallet a lot. And when I when I get people involved in, in Bitcoin, I'm recommending Bread Wallet. So, um, but if Exodus didn't exist on the desk, I, I, I don't know. I, I But I, I like I said, I, I love Bread Wallet and I, I probably just use Bread Wallet. And I don't know if I'd be into altcoins then. I, I don't know. That's awesome that you say that. Every time I ask somebody that's like, you know, pillar of the community status, they all say bread wallet. I think the first the first person I actually interviewed was Andreas Hansenopoulos. It was a weird event that happened, but it did. I got to talk to him. And I asked him and he said the same thing, bread wallet. So bread wallets got their shit together, everybody. Yeah, uh, they've done a great job. They've done a great job. And, and uh, their CEO, Aaron, uh, I know he's a smart really smart and sharp guy and he's done a lot of great work with with red wallet so it's if people aren't using it you should check it out yeah i uh, actually first noticed bread wallet when i i sell bitcoin from the business i work at we sell bitcoin through liberty x it's a a point of sale system it's not like an atm you actually use your own computer and cash register but uh, they have bread wallet built into liberty x so when people come into the store to buy bitcoin they're actually exposed to liberty uh through liberty x bread wallet and that's their first bitcoin wallet so it's comforting to know that everybody likes that wallet considering a lot of noobs that's their first wallet yeah um this, was there anything that you wanted to talk about or discuss before we wrap things up i didn't want to take up too much of your time i know you're a busy man and exodus got some things that they need your attention on anything that you wanted to discuss while we have everybody's ears yeah like i said one, one of the things that we're really considering doing and, and building is uh, like I said, a, a playground wallet uh an experimental wallet that people can get in and uh use different features that aren't that don't exist in the original wallet the only way a person will be able to get access to that is via our Slack channel. And then finally, I think it's really, really important for people to own hardware wallets. Uh, you know, keep key, Ledger, Ledger Nano S, Trezor, buy a hardware wallet so you can really keep your assets safe, so you can sleep easy at night, and just keep the, the funds that you just kind of want to trade around and speculate, you just keep those in access, but keep most of your money and a hardware wallet and you know and eventually uh you know, hopefully we'll have some good products down the pipeline to really help people secure and, and control their wealth awesome man thank you so much for having uh the time to come on my show and talk about exodus again everybody i personally think exodus is a great wallet and i like um how he was saying like if you're going to use it do it with stuff that you're going to be exchanging trading back and forth not like you're long-term jackpot holdings use your hardware wallet for that but if you're going to be trading on an exchange you might as well be using a wallet where you're in control of all your keys and you can use something like shapeshift to exchange instead of the exchange to exchange and god forbid they exit like uh what uh bitfinex yeah so you don't want that to happen oh, yeah. no no uh yeah, you know one last question though, what seems to be the number one customer support issue just for like the heads up for everybody that's coming into it that may run into that? What is the number one issue that you may get through customer support and how maybe we can nip that in the bud right now? Oh, that's a great question. Lately, it, it seems a lot of people want to know how to get their private keys. And that's been an interesting one because they, a lot of people don't understand that the 12 words you know that that acts as your those are your private keys the 12 words generate all your private keys so we get a lot of people asking us how you know how do you export your private keys and to do that it's you you go to the developer menu and in the mac it's just right up the menu or in windows or linux you just press Control shift and d all at once and then it accesses the developer menu and you can see all your private keys 
right there. You can export them. And so that's a really, really common one. And that's something that we can definitely improve and make that a little more accessible for people. Awesome. I really hope that helps save everybody a lot of time. All right. Thanks again to JP, Exodus, everybody for tuning in live. Don't forget to smash the thumbs up button, click subscribe, flick the alert bell right next to subscribe and have a day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.